Welcome back to the Downtown Archibald Ghetto Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher. And today, we got a fun episode for you guys. Uh, I'm going to talk about what the Giants did in the 2020 free agency period as they move forward towards the draft. Obviously, if we have the draft now that, you know, everything going on with the, with the coronavirus and everything like that. So, uh, I'm just going to break down and give my analysis of all the signings the Giants did and give my opinion on them, basically. So, we won't waste any time. Let's get right into it. Okay. Uh, one of the first moves the Giants did this offseason was they tagged Le- uh, Leonard Williams, defensive tackle. They tagged him for 17 mil a year. And, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Because the Giants and Dave Gettleman, the wonderful GM he is, he kind of trapped himself a little bit because he traded a third and a fifth round pick for a guy on an expiring contract, which, you know, didn't make a lot of sense to me at all. I was very upset when they traded for him because I said, if you really want him, why don't you go out and get him at the market price in the free agency class? Because he's going to be a free agent coming up in March anyway. This was back in November or whenever they traded for him. So I really didn't understand that one bit. But, I mean, they had to do it. I feel like you can't let them walk out the door for nothing. Then why would you trade two two picks? And they were high picks. It's not like they traded for like a sixth and seventh rounder. They traded for a third and a fifth. A third round pick, you could get such a good player in the third round. There's been a, a ton of good players the Giants gotten over the years in the third round. Obviously, not when Jerry Reese was, you know, the general manager, whatever the case was. But still, I just, I hate Dave Gittleman. And a lot of people know that. If you guys follow my rants on my Snapchat stories, you guys know. And even on Twitter, I go off on Dave Gettleman today. Here's the best thing I saw on Twitter today about Dave Gettleman. He literally, uh, it was actually... Landon Collins, uh, since everybody's quarantined, he put out something on, uh, you know, asked me a question on Twitter. And somebody asked him, would you rather be quarantined with Dave Gettleman for a week or send your kids to LSU? Backstory, Landon Collins went to Alabama. He hates LSU. Alabama's bitter rival is LSU. And the man literally said, "I'm I'm sending my kids to LSU, bro. That shows what kind of guy Dave Gettleman is. And it just pisses me off because the Giants could have such a good team right now, but he just destroyed the whole goddamn team. But anyway, back to Leonard Williams. Uh, you know, oh, he wasn't that great last year for some guy who was so good at, you know, defending against the run. I don't think he was that good last year. Yeah, I remember they were playing the Eagles, and the Eagles ran all over them. So, But Leonard Williams really needs to pick up his shit this year. Let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. He really needs to step up for this defense to be good. And the defense wasn't very good this year or last year. Okay. It just wasn't. So they, they have a lot to improve on. Obviously they still have the draft, but that, that was one of their first moves that they made. Okay. Moving along here. The next thing they did was sign Blake Martinez three years, $30 million, 19 guaranteed. You know, I wasn't a fan of this one either. I really wasn't. Um, Blake Martinez, if you look at the stats, the stats look great. But once you watch a game and you break down the film, it's not very good. Yeah, he gets a lot of tackles, but they're also six yards downfield from the line of scrimmage. Which, if you do the math there, and you only have four more yards and three plays left until you get a first down. 
keep doing that down the field, you're probably going to be in field goal range or if not score a touchdown. So, you know, I wasn't really crazy about the deal. Three years, 10, 10 a year, obviously 19 guaranteed. You know, I just, I don't like it. I really don't. Uh, he's not very good in coverage, which the Giants lack a coverage linebacker so desperately. And they haven't had one, and I couldn't even tell you how long. So they really, I was hoping they would go in a different direction here. Maybe like a Corey Littleton or a Joe Schobert, but they didn't. And I don't really understand it, but hopefully Blake Martinez could improve. We could really use him to step up. Obviously, he's a guy who's going to be reliable. You could count on him being in the lineup. He's not going to miss many games, but I just wish they went in a different direction here. I just don't think he's very good, but I guess we'll see. Moving along, next signing they made, James Bradbury, cornerback from the Carolina Panthers. Three years, $45 million, 32 guaranteed million dollars. So James Bradbury is a solid cornerback. Is he a lockdown? Will he just take one side of the field away? Absolutely not. But he's solid. And this is a growing need for the Giants. Their cornerbacks weren't very good last year. I mean, Janoris Jenkins, who I think Janoris Jenkins is a good cornerback, but I think the Giants' lack of pass rushing affected his play last year. And, you know, I don't think he really wanted to be there with the Giants anymore with all the stuff that went down with McAdoo and then Pat Shermer came in and Betcher or whatever the case may be. I just didn't think he wanted to be there at all which kind of sucks. So, you know, he didn't really try. Like, Mike Evans put up 200 yards against him. He's not He's not that bad. I, I guarantee he's not that bad. I saw him lock up Des Bryant for, like, eight, one, catch a, one catch eight yards in two, game, two games previous, the prior year before. So the guy could play. But then they drafted DeAndre Baker, who let's just call spade a spade again. He was awful last year. Absolutely terrible. He, he was not a good pick. And the, the best part was Gettleman traded up into back into the first round to get him and gave up a second round pick and more picks. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it literally doesn't make any sense why they would take him. But they did. We got to live with it. So now James Bradbury is a New York Giant. I'm not crazy about the contract. $32 million guaranteed is a shitload of money. I'm not a fan of that. But, I mean, if he steps up and plays, you know, well, I guess it's, it's worth it. I, I know this was a growing need. They need to do something at the cornerback position. It's just a lot of money. I, I'm just not crazy about the money. They had 90-some million dollars to spend, and they didn't get somebody who I think improves the team tremendously, which is very concerning to me. Like, they didn't go after uh, Javion Clowney, like, there are a lot of guys who are out there in the beginning of free agency, which I thought they should have gone after. And, you know, Gettleman didn't. So, I don't know. He, he They love to do a familiar thing here. And I'll move on to Kyler Frackle, who is a linebacker from, again, the Green Bay Packers. They like to keep their coaches familiar with their players. So, if uh, so, Patrick Graham is their new defensive coordinator. Gettleman likes to bring in guys that those coaches are familiar with, which is like, I kind of get it, but if they're not that good, why bring them in? Why pay them a crap ton of money if they're not going to be that good? Yeah, you could you could plug any good player into a system. 
They wouldn't be in the NFL if you couldn't. They wouldn't be paid millions of dollars if you couldn't. So I don't understand why they do that. And Kyler Frackles had a nice year. Two years ago, he had like 10 sacks, something of that nature. He's a good player. He's on a cheap deal. He's one year, uh, $4.6 million, 3.5 guaranteed. So, I mean, it's not it's not a terrible contract. It's kind of like a one-year prove deal, kind of like a Marcus Golden had last year. I just don't know. Uh, I, I hope he's good. They just have a lot of linebackers, and I just don't understand because they have they just signed David Mayo, re-signed David Mayo, who had a decent year, who I'll get to later. Ryan Conley coming off of the ACL tear from a year ago. Obviously, Blake Martinez, Lorenzo Carter, who's kind of like a situational pass rusher, but he could play the linebacker position because I don't think he's big enough to play every every down as a defensive end. So it's it's a little it's a little frustrating. I don't really know what to expect from Kyler Frackle. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have. I think he's probably going to have to play more than he did with Green Bay, but. Overall, I think it's a solid, solid pickup. They really need to do something at the linebacking position. So, Kyle Frackle, one year, $4.6 million. Okay, now, the next move I'm going to talk about really didn't make any freaking sense to me whatsoever. And that's Dion Lewis. Uh, I don't have any details on his contract. I think it was a one-year deal um, per uh, Matt Lombardo, Dan Duggan some giant speed riders. This one made no sense to me, okay? So three years ago, you take Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick in the NFL draft for a team that should have been rebuilding, but Dave Gilman's like, we could rebuild and win. No, you fucking can't. You can't do that. It makes no sense. You literally cannot do that in the NFL. If you do that, you're just, you're just asking yourself, hey, other team, Come, sh- come kill us in our own stadium. Like, I was at a game. First Giants game I ever went to. They played the, can- the, the Tennessee Titans at MetLife Stadium. The shit was raining. It was freezing cold. I sat there and watched my team get shut out by Marcus Mariota, who's not even a starting quarterback to- anymore. 17-0. The team is t- was terrible, and it's still not good. But... You take a guy, like I said, here's my point. You take a guy like Saquon Barkley, you have to keep building around him, okay? You don't take him to second overall for nothing. You got to give the man help. So if you're investing so much into one guy, I don't understand why you bring in another guy who's kind of like a pass catching back. It just doesn't make any sense because anytime he comes on the field, you know we're going to throw the ball. And he's probably only going to come in on third down anyway. But why would you... Pick him up if you have Saquon Barkley, who's a dual threat running back. He could catch it out of the backfield. He could run like hell. You see all the long touchdowns he had Penn State and with the Giants over the last two years with a bum-ass offensive line. It's just, that's what it is. But I, I just don't understand the Deion Lewis. I mean, I get it. Joe Judge, he was with the Patriots with uh, Deion Lewis. So I, I, I kind of understand it, but not really. It's whatever, I guess. Um, don't I, like I said. I think it was just a one-year deal, but I just don't understand it, to be honest with you. So what does Wayne Gallman do? Wayne Gallman played well when Saquon Barkley got hurt last year. So uh, I don't know. It's a very, very odd move. If I'm the Giants, and I just don't really understand it. Okay, moving along. Austin Johnson. 
Uh, he was a former second-round pick with Tennessee Titans, picked up in a one-year, it looks like a, a minimum deal. Uh, I kind of understand this one. So he has a lot of familiarity with the new Giants defensive line coach, Sean Spencer. And, you know, I actually think the Giants defensive tackle position is probably one of the, the best positions that they actually have. You have Dalvin Thompson, B.J. Hill, uh, Leonard Williams. You got a lot of guys. Dexter Lawrence. You got a lot of guys there at that position. I mean, yeah, it's cool to have some depth, but I just I don't see where he's going to work his way in. Maybe he won't even make the roster. Who knows? So it's kind of it's kind of alarming to me. I don't know why they didn't go in a different direction. Maybe try to get another offensive tackle or somebody somebody cheap. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Um, you know, like I said, back to the the Dave Gettleman philosophy. They like to bring guys in who have familiarities with the coach, which, you know, I get. But, I mean, I don't think Austin Johnson is going to make much of an impact, to be honest. So, there's that. Uh, another free agent they signed, Colt McCoy. Okay, uh, one year, $1.5 million. Basically all guaranteed. I'll say this. If Daniel Jones gets hurt, the Giants are absolutely screwed. Okay, they're absolutely screwed. Because what's going to happen here is when Cole McCoy goes into a game, Cole McCoy has been very irrelevant. He's been a backup almost for his entire career. He had a little stint with the Browns where he's actually playing a little bit, but he really hasn't done much in his NFL career. So that's very alarming to me that he is the Giants' backup quarterback along with um, – I can't even think of his name right now. That's how bad he is. I can't even think of his name. So if he gets hurt, it's – if Daniel Jones gets hurt, the Giants are screwed. Let's just call a spade a spade. It, we're, we're, we're done. We're done. The season's over. I mean, the season's probably over anyway because his team stinks. But – they they really need to find a different backup quarterback. They really, really do. Because I, I can't deal with, with Colt McCoy as the backup quarterback, especially if Daniel Jones gets hurt. But So I, I don't really know why they brought him in. They probably could have got somebody way better. But Dave Gellman, man, great jam. Okay, moving along. Corey Coleman re-signed with the Giants. Uh, he was a practice – or he was their kick returner last year. But then he – you know, he suffered an ACL injury. You know, I actually like this re-signing because the guy has a lot of potential. Uh, he was one of the, the best wide receivers coming out of Baylor in his class, in his draft class. But, you know, I don't know what happened with the Browns. I think he's a very talented player. I know him and Hugh Jackson didn't get along very well uh, from Hard Knocks and things like that. So I think there's an NFL career for Corey Coleman. I just don't know when and where. It's going to be, I hope it's with the Giants. I hope he could, you know, get back to what he was before he got injured. But, you know, I like I like his role. Uh, the kick return, he's, I, he's a very dynamic player, and I think he has a lot to offer. Hopefully he can work his way in and get some reps here and there. But other than that, I, I actually like, I don't like a lot of things that Dave Gilman does, but I do like this re-signing, and hopefully Corey Coleman could get back to that potential that all these NFL scouts saw when he came into the league. Okay, moving along. Next signing, Cameron Fleming, offensive tackle. 
So the Giants let go of Mike Remmers, who wasn't very good either, to be honest. They're, the Giants' offensive line needs help. Help. It needs a lot of help. So, you know, I the, the Giants have been very lazy committing to this, you know, position group. They Dave Gettleman comes in, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to fix the offensive line, all this, all that. Guy, you haven't done that yet. You, you signed Patrick Omame. You, 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 you try to work it out with Eric Flowers. You let him go, which he was a bum anyway. But now, all of a sudden, for some odd reason, he's playing well now. He just got paid $30 million by the by the Miami Dolphins. And he went to the Redskins. He actually played well. So I don't know what the disconnect was with the Giants because he was actually he was hot garbage when he was with the Giants. But he he's done a very terrible job rebuilding this team. I mean, before he got there, they had Justin Pugh and Weston Richburg, and they were two, you know, all pro type of players, pro bowl type players, and he just let them walk out the door. And the, the offensive line's still bad. So, I mean, Cameron Fleming is kind of like a, you know, last resort kind of move. They had to do something at the position. One year, $3.5 million, $2 million guaranteed. That doesn't, that doesn't really tell me much. That doesn't really tell me much. They got to do something in the draft, which, you know, I'll, I'll talk about in a later episode. But, you know, they, they have to do something here. They can't roll out some practice squad guys on the offensive line or Daniel Jones is going to get absolutely murdered. So, Saquon Barkley. So, well, I guess we'll see what happens with Cameron Fleming. Uh, my expectations are very low. So, Moving along, uh, wide receiver Cor- Cody Core, uh, one year, $2.4 million guaranteed money. I'm not sure. Cody Core is basically just uh, you know, a special teams guy, uh, which new coach uh, Joe Judge has a very uh, good background with the special teams uh, players. So um, he was a pretty good gunner for the Giants last year, so... I mean, I'm excited for him to be back, but I don't expect much from him. Just really on special teams, but who knows? We'll we'll see what what, what could happen with him. Uh, moving along, Levine Tolololo, tight end, two years, six million dollars, three point two guaranteed. Okay, I have a lot of problems with this. Okay, before this season. This guy has played for under a million dollars every year. He has never been paid over a million dollars in his life. And the Giants go out there, and Dave Youngman goes out there and gives him $3 million. The guy didn't even start on any team he played for. Like, I don't even get it. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I guess he's 6'8". He's not playing over Evan Ingram. He's not better than Caden Smith. Why? Why? It literally blows my mind. This signing, it came up to my phone. I said, what the, what are they doing? They're just throwing away money. It literally makes no sense. I have no idea what goes through Dave Gittleman's thick skull. Actually, thin skull, because there's nothing up there, first of all. The guy is a complete moron. And that has nothing to go against Tololo's, you know, what he brings to the table, I just don't get it. It literally makes no sense to me. The guy 
I don't even know how many catches he has in his career. It can't be over 50. I'll have to Google it, but it just made no sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. I can't talk about that one anymore. Moving on. David Mayo, middle linebacker. He was with the Giants last year. He got a nice little contract. He got three years, $8.4 million, 3.5 guaranteed. You know, he actually stepped in at the end of last year uh, with uh, Ogletree out for a couple games. He stepped in and played. He honestly played pretty well. You know, uh, I think he got a nice little deal to come back, which I'm happy about. You always need some depth at the linebacking position. They just need to find, you know, some continuity there and uh, improve uh, everything there. I think they could be pretty solid, but not bad. Uh, I'll take it. But. The Giants' linebacking core needs to get better. It really does because last year they couldn't cover anybody. They they still can't cover a tight end, which I don't understand because they couldn't even cover Jason Witten. I'm watching games, and Jason Witten just finds ways to get open. And obviously Jason Witten's not on the Cowboys anymore, but it's just infuriating. The guy literally was so bad at sports commentating, he's like, all right, I'll come back. Why not? I suck at this job. Maybe I can go back and be the same old Jason Witten at my new job with the Cowboys. And he just he just got open. He killed the Giants. And I'm screaming on my TV, like, how is this possible? How? You know what the guy's going to do? The guy's slower than me. And I'm pretty slow. So it just didn't, it made no sense. But I'm excited. I'm actually excited to have David Mayo back on. I'm pretty happy about that. Moving along here, Nate Ebner, safety, one year, $2 million. Again, Joe Judge is banging the table, special teams, special teams, special teams. It's an important facet of the game of football. Field position, important game. You want to pin the the opposing team back. You don't want to give the opposing team good field uh, field position because it would hurt your defense. And that's what Nate Ebner gives brings to the table. So I, I don't I don't have any problem with this move. It shows that you know Joe Judge is sticking to his guns here and banging the table and saying we need to get guys that know my system and are going to play well in my system. And my system is special teams. I got other guys. I got a good coaching staff to control other facets of the game. And I like that. I could work with that. I could be okay with that at the end of the day. So, Nate Ebner, welcome to the squad. Okay, I might I might screw up this next name. Okay, cornerback Draven Askew Henry, cornerback, two year deal. For, he's from the XFL uh, since they disbanded obviously to the coronavirus this season ended early. So so free agents got to you know get picked up by NFL teams. He used to be on the Steelers. He was an undrafted free agent. So I don't know. I'm not really expecting much from him. He's probably going to be a practice squad uh guy. But you know, hey, if he could come in and, you know, turn some heads and improve the team, I'm all for it. So I have no problem with this move. I didn't watch a ton of the XFL, so I haven't really seen him play too much. Uh expectations are pretty low though. I don't really expect a whole lot out of him even if he does make the team. But I guarantee you'll probably be on the practice squad. And then the last free agent signing that the Giants made, another one that just doesn't make any sense at all, another tight end, Eric Tomlinson. One-year deal. You know, he he bounced back and forth uh, with the Giants and the Jets. 
I, I just don't understand why they have five tight ends. They, they literally have five tight ends. They got Evan Ingram, Caden Smith, Tololo, him, C.J. Conrad. Obviously, C.J. Conrad might be, you know, a practice squad player. And I just don't understand. I, I, I really don't. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, those positions, those practice squad positions could be going to other guys. You know, they get overlooked in the draft. I remember there was a guy in the practice squad uh, back in 2016. His name was Andrew Adams. Andrew Adams ended up starting on the Giants. You know, these practice squad players could make an impact sometimes, and you don't even know it. So for them to just go out there and just kind of give away practice squad, and I don't know if he'll make the, the practice squad or make the team or whatever the case may be. I'm just kind of guessing and forecasting here. But, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It really doesn't. So who knows? I, he will probably not make an Eric Thompson will probably not make an impact whatsoever on the Giants this year. But some some of the moves that the Giants made this year, I, I, very very head scratching moves, from my humble honest opinion. But you never know. Hopefully, you know they could continue to push guys. Maybe you know push guys to get better within the locker room and on the field, and maybe they can improve a little bit this year. I'll be quite honest with you. I'm pretty done with Dave Gettleman. I think he's got one more year left and he's canned because it's been an absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. I remember I was sitting home playing Xbox with a couple of buddies. And when I got the news that Dave Gallman uh, got the job, I literally screamed. I just screamed, no, because I was that upset. And my mom was actually yelling at me for yelling, which I apologize later. But I was super angry that they hired Dave Gallman. This is a guy who obviously you you know what he's done with the Giants, obviously watching my stories and all the things. But if you don't, he he literally just threw away just great players. Like I remember that they had when he was with the Panthers, he had a he had to pay Josh Norman. The year prior they went to the Super Bowl. And he put him on the franchise tag. And then like three weeks before the season he, he rescinded the franchise tag. And then the defense was just not the same. Josh Gorman was the anchor of that defense. And he just threw him away. And I said, that's what he's going to do to Oda Beckham Jr. He's going to do that to him. You just, don't, you just don't throw away good players. You don't throw away guys that have great potential. You don't throw away superstars. You just don't. It's something you don't do in the NFL. There's such a dime a dozen. You know, it's just, it was incredible for me when they, when they, when they signed him. And I just, I just baffled me, to be honest. And then everything was all good, you know. Oh, we didn't sign Odell to trade him, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And they freaking go and trade him. And I know he didn't have a good year with the Browns last year. But when he was in New York, man, Odell Beckham was a stud. He was a reason why we made the playoffs one year. The, the, the offense, and Dave Gellman wasn't here that year, obviously. But, like, it was just crazy to me. He could just he could just take the roof he could just take the roof off a of defense, one five yard slant going eighty yards for a touchdown. That's just the type of explosive playmaker you, that that he was. And then you put him in with a guy like Saquon Barkley, and then you bring in you know a rookie like Daniel Jones. There's your team right there. That's your core group of guys. This team could have been good, but Dave Gettleman just decided to throw it all away. He's a moron. And then he gets he lets Landon Collins walk, 
which was the best part of our defense. Great defensive player. Fantastic. Loved that guy. He was awesome to watch. Obviously, he couldn't cover for shit, but that's all right. He made up for it in the run game. He lets him walk. Obviously, he got a ton of money. Giants couldn't, didn't want to do him. But he even tried. He even tried to resign guys. And I think that's what's going to happen with Dalvin Thomason because he got – Dave Gellman got his two guys. He got Dexter Williams – or, I'm sorry, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. And Dalvin Thomason has been a good player. He's been one of the best uh, players on the Giants' defense, which hasn't been great. So I'm not sure what's going to happen, to be honest with you. But those are the Giants' offseason signings. If I had to give a grade, I'd probably give it. Obviously, this is not, you know, this is not a finished product. Honestly, I'd probably give it a C. A C. I, I do. Some of these guys, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. I don't like some of the signings. I really don't. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I want to be wrong. Okay? They obviously make a lot of money to make high-level decisions that I have no business making, okay? But from a viewer's perspective, the Giants haven't been good in a while, and Dave Gellman hasn't been doing a great job. That's my opinion, okay? I'm entitled to my opinion. Yeah, he's drafted okay, but free agency signings, he hasn't done well. And if he drafted so well, shouldn't the team not gotten worse? They were like 6-10 and 10 with Jerry Reese. They made the playoffs. And then the next year, uh, Ben McAdoo went crazy or whatever. And then they didn't make the playoffs. And then the next year, it's the same deal. They're, they're, they're back. They're, they're, I think they're moving backwards. They got to move forwards. They got to get over this hump of rebuilding. You got to rebuild to your team. You got a rookie quarterback. You have a five. You Now you have a four-year window to win a championship before you have to pay Daniel Jones if he's the real deal. If I'm the Giants, you got to go for it. You got to sign top players. Stop doing all this bullshit like, oh, he's never played for this guy or this. Bullshit. Just sign the goddamn guys. Just sign them. Go out there and play. All right? They're getting paid millions of dollars. They wouldn't be in the league if they weren't good. They wouldn't be top players if they weren't good. So that's all I got to say about that. But. A pretty short episode from the Downtown Archer will get on podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and I'll be dropping new episodes soon. Peace.